welcome to UFO Party. I'm Julia. I'm Erin. And today we have a really fun episode. I know, it's so good. We have new repeating characters. We have That's war it. vets. I don't know. <laughs> we have dream manipulation. No sleep. Yeah. Oh my god, we're like the no sleep podcast, but like just kidding. But not. How are you? I'm good. Aaron has a fun day planned for after we record. Yeah, we get to go. I mean, I don't even know what we're we're doing. We're just visiting Dylan's parents in Maine. So, but I'm hey, change of scenery. Yeah, I'm mostly just like really excited to like because I'm still gonna be like working from home. So, but I'm just like excited to do it like out on their deck. Yeah, I don't have an outdoor space at all. Yeah, and I really wish I did. Um. But also, my allergies are kicking my ass today. I have not done, like, anything because I woke up and it was just, like, my whole head feels like a balloon. So if I sound really weird, sorry. But Remember that time we were both super sick? (laughs) It was, like, our, like, second or third episode and we were, like... Do you think we had Rona? I don't think so. We got over it so quick. Yeah. (laughs) I would be really... just allergies. Yeah. I'd be, like, really interested honestly in doing like one of the antibody tests but they only last for a couple months and i feel like yeah. if i had gotten it i would have gotten it like or er- like really early like january yeah. february because then like i i've gotten tested like when last time we went to maine because like obviously don't want to be around dylan's parents without like knowing that everything's okay yeah but like i feel like I don't know. I feel like I would have already gotten it. Right. So, but I think it's too late to do an antibody test because it's like, if it goes like the last couple months, I'm like, well, I've been like tested pretty regularly. I know that I haven't had it in the last couple months. So, yeah, I would be interested to see like back in January or February, but can't know, I guess. So, Woo. whatever. Yay. I guess maybe if my lungs stop functioning oh when my I'm god. Like- <laughs> That'd be fun, right? One more no, thing. No. Uh, can you? Yeah. I don't even want to say that. Long stuff is not fun. <laughs> no. No. I my mean, whole body is already betraying me. I don't need any other issues. Yeah. So stay away from me if you have, if you're sickies. Yeah. Thank you. Same. Uh, it'd be cool if we could like get an Airbnb and like podcast quarantine, but. Yeah. I we both have too many animals. That's true. I mean, <laughs> speaking oh of Porter's being really nice today, I don't want to jinx it. I'm gonna knock on Julia's bed right now. Um, he, he just brought a snake in. He is, but he's being friendly. Yeah, Aaron was greeted with a head bump on her leg. Yeah, it was really nice. And then while we were watching this episode that I promise we'll talk about in a little bit, um. He, like, basically looked like he was going to plop down next to her, but he he ended up just leaning into me. But he still, like, stayed and was nice and watched the episode with us. I, it was really cute. You know, when you're, like, younger and you go to, like, I don't know, like, the movies on, like, a, like, quote-unquote date, but it's, like, you're, like, too young to actually, but then, like, you're, like, both so fucking awkward that it's just, like, you're just, like, kind of inching closer to each other, but then, like, you're, like, 
I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's me and Porter right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, mm, I'm still scared of you. One day he'll just like wrap his arm around you. Yeah. But like pretend like he was oh, coughing. <laughs> That'd be really uh, funny. Uh, this one girl that I was friends with, um, she like had this whole plan that like, because she had a crush on this one guy and she and the guy that she had a crush on really wanted his friend and then obviously me as her friend to like have crushes on each other so they had this like huge big like movie date planned also while we were in fifth grade oh wow um and i was young for my grade so i was what nine or ten yeah um and like just wrote out this huge list that like i was not part of and i guess left it at my house while she slept over and then my mom found it was like what is this and i was like i really don't know Oh, like, I promise I have nothing to do with this. She's oh just like goodness. wild and like hormonal, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Preteens. Am I right? Yeah. It's, it's a rough age, honestly. Yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah. I was a little bit boy crazy. I was just I am like still not... a little bit. Not, I don't not think you are. Crazy, but yeah, that's not really true. I will say. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren be popping up on my TikTok again, and it's like <laughs> it's sending me down a spiral oh, yet no. again. Like, whew. like early this morning, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I oh, need to get oh here we are feeling these things yep. so early. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. You know, other people that Aaron and I both are helplessly in love with. Yeah, Mulder and Scully, my babies. Um, so yeah, this episode is called Sleepless. It's episode four of season two, where we open up in New York City, super late at night, like 1130. Whoa. So late. (laughs) Well, for this man, I think, think it is. He's a doctor. His name is Dr. Grissom. Is that it? Yep. I want to say Grimwald, but that's Harry Potter. No, Grissom, like, uh, Grissom. What? CSI? I don't know. I've never watched I know. CSI. We've talked about this before. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is asleep on the couch and he wakes up because there's like smoke seeping into his door. Yeah. Or under his door. I thought it was from his bathroom. I don't know why. But I also just assumed he was in a house. He's not. He's in an, like no, an apartment he's building. In an apartment. Yeah. So it's coming in, I think, through his front door. Yeah. From like the hallway. And. It's just like, it kind of blows up. I don't know. It sounds like it's blowing up. So. Yeah. I mean, it spreads pretty quick. He like runs and grabs a fire extinguisher. Well, but he it's calls like 911. Like, yeah. Which like, didn't it seem like they had already like gotten the call? Yeah. They were like, it almost seemed like they were like, oh, like you're in this building. So like, I, I don't know. It seemed it, like she already knew. It made it seem like he wasn't the first one to call them right like as if they already knew there was a fire in the building but then he was calling it and being like yes and i'm trapped, trapped. in my apartment yeah um because she was like okay like i i want to say like she might have even said like they're on their way already or something yeah. like that yeah she like, did okay but um <sighs> when wild. the firefighters get there they go to apartment 606 because that's where the call was. And so everyone like in the apartment building is evacuating. We see a very suspicious man 
who kind of like stops and is looking at the firefighters. He has and a scar on the back of his he neck. Has a big scar on the back of his neck. Um, so but we don't know anything about him yet. He's just suspicious. Um, but when they get to the apartment, they're basically like, oh, it was a false alarm. Like the door's cold. There's no sign of fire. Yeah. But there is a dead man in there. So. <laughs> yeah, but still, like nothing is burned. He's not burned. Yeah. Right. Um, so it kind of just ends there. Yeah, which, um, like, we see that, like, it looks like he basically suffocates from fire. He's, like, seeing the flames right before yeah. the firefighters get there and, like, just starts basically, like, suffocating because of the smoke. Um, but there's no sign that there was any smoke at all. So, mm-hmm. at least I don't know, not right weird. now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we cut to Mulder wearing a a red shirt. I think it's pink-ish. It's like a very... Not as pink as salmon. Not as orange or yellow as salmon. It's like a faded red almost. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Like it's a vintage shirt and he's washed it a bunch. So it's lost the dye. Mulder in a a red red shirt. Symbolizing... Symbolizing that he is no longer afraid of fire because it never gets mentioned again. I mean, but to be fair, he also wasn't like confronted with fire. Yeah. But I also think that was a cop out. Thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it wouldn't, it would not be very natural if he was just like, this man died from fire and I am afraid of fire. (laughs) But sometimes they do love over explaining. Nope. Yeah. Over explaining things. Wow. Okay. I'm not dumb all the time um you're not dumb <laughs> but he circled um dr grissom's i guess death notice i don't think that he did he circle it oh was it slid under his door yeah okay never With mind it circled okay so it's basically just the report of dr saul grissom um and then there's also a tape with it that shows yeah the nine one or like call. Yeah. So it's like the 911 call. So Mulder's like, there's no mention of fire in the report. Yeah. Which is weird. From there, he goes to Skinner, is like, I want to be put on this case. It's in our jurisdiction. And Skinner's like, oh, okay. Mm, yes. This is what I I'll wrote think down. about it. Well, because he was like, wait, did you just say this when I was blanking out? He you, he had like contracts with the government, which is what places he, his death in right. their jurisdiction. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah, I did not just say that. Okay, You're good. Um, but yeah, so he goes and he's basically like, I want to be put on this case. Um, and Skinner's like, mm, we'll see. But in the meantime, back to wiretap transcribing. It was just a girl calling herself a bimbo, but I yeah. don't know if that's like a girl that just got stood up or they're like on a sting for, you know, arresting sex workers because that's something that people like to do. Well, I... I don't know. Was under... I mean, maybe. I don't know. I was under the impression that the woman was the one with the wiretap, but I guess that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Anyways, here we fucking go because we meet... In comes Crycheck. Mulder's new boyfriend. He is so handsome. 
He is he is really nice looking. He's Mulder nice doesn't think so. <laughs> Mulder thinks he lacks fashion sense. Oh. <laughs> Poor um, Krychek. Yeah, so Krychek comes in. He's like, hey, case got approved. And by the way, I'm Krychek. We're working on this together. And Mulder's like, mm, no, nope. I work alone. And Krychek's like, oh, no. I went to Skinner two hours before you did. So actually, this is my case, bud. <laughs> Which Mulder does not like. Yeah. But I, I feel like, in a way, he's like, oh, like, I'm challenged now. So I feel like Scully challenged him in, like, it. a different way, but in, like, a, again, yeah. I'm going to disprove everything that you've done. And Crychuck's kind of like, mm, I'm going to challenge you because I learned about you in school, and now I'm going to one-up you all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, wow, uh, <laughs> makes makes Mulder look really old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Especially in this episode. So I think David Duchovny is in like some kind of fucking mood or something because he looks rough. Well, okay. So when we first see Mulder, I think in Skinner's office, I turned to you and I was like, his face looks fucking weird. Like yeah. something is off. I honestly think he's just wearing a shit ton of concealer. Mm-hmm. But now that I watch the episode, I think it's to show contrast between the people that haven't slept and then him who also hasn't slept <laughs> but is supposed to quote unquote have like right sleep every night but it's pro- i mean it might be that detailed i don't know yeah i don't know that's a good point though um it just it's too bright my friend <laughs> it's yeah it looks like when people like when i don't know how many years ago was that probably like 20 12 maybe where everyone was like obsessed with baking their face so they would just put like so much white powder on and if you don't do it right you're gonna look like molder in this episode um also that's for drag queens yeah like that's a drag queen makeup trick so can we stop stealing from them not crediting it and then saying that stupid when it's not meant for you anyways (laughs) like i'm sorry you're not performing for Eight hours right. in a hot ass not, gay club. Like, it's, yeah, it's not derailing. Gonna look, <laughs> not gonna look the same when you're like going out for a night. You're gonna look a little wild. Yeah, because it's not supposed to be like a daily thing. Yeah, but whatever. Anyways, yeah, he all looks silly. His face looks like morphed or like a little warped. It's very yeah. alarming. Very strange. But um, yeah, Crychek just looks like a baby. A little tiny evil baby. He has like long. Dark eyelashes. Oh, he's so cute. He is pretty cute. But he is an evil man. Our second time seeing um what's his what's his first name? Lee. Um <laughs> Lee Oswald. There no, it is. Nicholas Lee. <laughs> Nicholas Lee. So this is our second time seeing him. Because we he is actually in gender bender. Yeah, and I think we is, mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. An episode that we all would rather just forget. Cut to Scully, and she's doing an autopsy, but they're like, you have a call from George Hale. He's using a secret name. It's, it's the secret name that he's now used multiple times, so yeah. like, he needs to chill. But I It's like also it. kind of cute. It's really cute. Because like, while she's teaching, and someone comes in and is like, you have a call from Dr. George Hale, it sounds like so like, <laughs> witty-twitty professional, and it's just fucking Mulder. Just Mulder. With some crazy shit. He's like, hey, do you want to do an autopsy for me? Again, in New York in 
two hours? And she's like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll just pack Send up the, the body, body to, to go. <laughs> so Mulder goes to the Grissom Sleep Disorder Center in Stamford, Connecticut. So close. So close. Um, and this is obviously, as the name says, this is the same Dr. Grissom that died mysteriously in his apartment. Um, turns out he's, like, the leading expert on, like, sleep disorders yeah Um, he's like studying sleep cycles basically yeah and like anything connected to yeah i anywhere anything from like insomnia to like night terrors yeah so um the woman who like i'm guessing is another doctor there um the one that's like showing Mulder around is like yeah so we're trying to basically like change like be able to like change people's dreams externally yeah um by using like electrical stimulation of the occipital lobe wow to change sleep patterns um such science in this podcast very (laughs) sciencey i mean it is it's an interesting idea yeah i hope it's not real but also i mean our government's weird so i wouldn't put it past them I don't think it's what we see in this episode, but I'm pretty sure that like electrical stimulation is a a thing that helps sleep disorders. Yeah. Um, it's just the whole like we're gonna do it so we can alter your dreams. That's really fucking freaky. I don't approve. No, I don't. I don't (laughs) like that either. Um, and yeah, it can like basically cause like hallucinations. Yeah. Um. But Scully is doing the autopsy because she's a sucker. And she's like, okay, I'll do it for you. And she has to meet Crime Check. I know. Uh, oh, well, God, she calls them to so, tell them yeah, to come she, in, right? Right. So Scully basically calls and is like, you need to come in. Like, this is not normal. Yeah. Crime Check's like, where are we going? <laughs> um. My girlfriend, meet my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. The tension there is... Scully is... Whew. I'm not going to say jelly. She's being assertive. Yes. For sure. But I like that about her. I do too, you but... You gotta put Crychuk in his place because he is an evil baby. Evil baby. <laughs> Big, handsome, evil baby. It's really entertaining to watch, though. <laughs> um, yeah, literally, he like goes to to shake her hand and she just walks past him and she's like nope not today like oh my god scully you're so petty i love it she discovered that there's limb flexion limb flexion sure um caused by high temperatures um like that's what she found in saul's body so basically he like suffered second degree damage from a fire, but no external damage. Right, yeah. So all of like the like physiological signs of like how your body would like react to react it, being even on fire. like the hormones that would be released, like everything shows that like he was exposed to high heat. Yeah. But Again, like, the firefighters went, there was no smoke, and, like, he doesn't look burned. Like, of course, like, if you were to die 
even from smoke inhalation. Like, I don't think they're seeing any, like, No evidence of it. Either internally or externally. Yeah. Um, which is very interesting. And Scully basically says that it, like, it looks as if the body thought that it was burning. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, and then, meanwhile, in Brooklyn, New York, we see Henry. Henry Willig. Willig. Ew. Um, like his under eyes. This is why, like, as he, soon as I yeah. saw him, I was like, mm. I wonder okay. if this is on purpose. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's extreme. Yeah. Um, but That's fair. there's Henry and Cole is in there augustus yeah Cole. so henry is like watching tv when all of a sudden someone shows up in his apartment and is like you should really lock your door he's like what the fuck are you doing here and like tries to just like act normal for a second he's like hey bud here you are but it's like very clear that like uh yeah this is not normal yeah i mean um, but given what we learn soon and we'll talk about even sooner um I feel like the amount of PTSD these people have is insane. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's I kind bad. of... I mean... Don't blame him for just being like, I don't know what's happening, so I'm just going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Also, I'm sure at this point that um, we'll get more into the connection between the doctor that just died and these people, but Henry must already know... Or he does know that, like, the doctor has died. So yeah, he saw it on the news. Yeah, I mean, I, I would... I don't know, why Why doesn't he lock his door? He should really lock his door. He probably does. Oh, right. Yeah. Huh. Especially living in Brooklyn in the 90s, he probably does. <laughs> you think that Cole just unlocked it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's not mentioned yeah. at all, but I think that that's what's happening interesting yeah um but anyways he's like oh also noted uh henry also have a has the same scar on the back of his neck yeah um and in inferring the man that we saw in the building of the fire that looked at the firefighters is augustus cole yes um but henry calls him preacher and Basically, they just start talking about, like, pre- Preacher slash Cole is, like, how, like, is it getting any better? Are you okay? And Henry's, like, no. Like, I can't forget what we did. I can't stop thinking about their faces. Um, and basically, it just, like, is distraught. And then kind of looks at Preacher and is, like, I know that you killed Dr. Grissom. So, um, and then... Cole is like he needed to pay for what he did to us, so I'm like, okay, some some pretty uh, heavy vibes here. I yeah, mean, I don't think this is gonna be a friendly like. It just <laughs> we're <laughs> Henry. <to> yeah, <laughs> we're Henry's like he sees him and he's like, you want a beer? Come, <laughs> I'm watching baseball. Come sit down. And Preacher's like, you know that this is not gonna happen like this, right? <laughs> like I'm gonna kill you. Um, and he does it. <laughs> In the most insane way. That scene is so terrifying. Yeah. Wow. Really well done for the X-Files, honestly. Basically, 
the easiest way I can explain it, and I think the way that would make the most sense without having watched it, but again, we always suggest that you watch along with us because that's more fun. Um, But he basically shows Henry a vision of Vietnam soldiers, kids, women that we're going to say at this point in time, they probably killed them. We find that out later, but at this point in time, we don't. Um, And they just all bring out guns and shoot Henry to death. Yeah. It's really alarming. Very. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's quite the scene. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. His cause of death was burst aneurysms? They kind of, like, cut forward to, like... Right. His body yeah. being. So, yeah, basically, like, the the person doing the autopsy was, like... It wasn't Scully. <laughs> it wasn't Scully, so we really can't trust it. We have no idea if this person's credible or not. Um, <laughs> we know that Scully's the only one that can do autopsies, so... Yeah. But they're basically, like, if I didn't know better, I would say that these are gunshot wounds, but they're not... So, doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, he has, like, a ton of skull fragments? Is that what they said? I think so. Okay. Um, it was going very fast. We keep the captions on because I prefer that. So, trying to write down, but also they were going a little, a little speedy for my, my liking, so... Sorry if this is wrong. <laughs> yeah, but either way, so like it, similar to the autopsy with Dr. Grissom, like we know that this man was not shot, but like physiologically, it looks like he was. Yeah. Like ex- externally, he has no bullet wounds, but internally, he it does. Seems like the only way to cause that would be by gunshot. So, yeah. Very interesting. Um, From there, Mulder and Krychek start to kind of like piece things together and they find out that Henry and Grissom were both at Paris Island at the same time because they find out like Henry was a Marine um, and they're like, how would they have crossed paths? Because Krychek's like, well, Grissom wasn't a Marine though. He was a doctor. Mulder was like, yeah, but he did go to Paris Island at some point for, I think, like th- two or three years. Yeah. Um, so let's see when... They were there at the same time. Yeah. So um, there's only one surviving Marine from their tour that they know of, which is uh, Preacher or Cole. Okay. But where did they get... I know where they get the name from for, like, the next person. But, like, then why isn't he mentioned on that? So, uh, he is mentioned. So, there, there is another surviving member that we don't know about yet. Um, however, it, for some reason, said that they were killed in, in the war. Okay. So, his, he's not recorded as being alive. Okay. Um, We're good. So, Cole is the only one that they know is alive. But um, he's he's yes, or so we think. 
Um, that was really ominous sounding. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, um, Mulder goes to a hospital where Cole is supposedly being held um, because he basically is, like, went crazy from not like i guess they would blame it on like ptsd yeah um but when we get there like the doctor's explaining that um that cole has to be like apart from everyone because he was causing the other people not to be able to sleep yeah and um Mulder's like how the fuck yeah well Mulder's like how do you think he would do that and the doctor just kind of like looks at him and is like Anyways, here we are. Um, <laughs> Ask him yourself. But he's not there. Yeah, he opens his cell, I guess. Room. Yeah, I mean, it is... It's kind of both combined. Yeah, for, for this, I mean, really, it looks like a cell, but it yeah, shouldn't, but it does. Um, um, but yeah, he's not there, and the doctor's like, what the fuck? Because I think at that point in time, we're like, oh, he escaped. Right. But um, no. He apparently dismissed him two days prior, but does not remember. Yeah. And so the, like, lady working at the front desk, she's like, um... You signed this yourself. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> like, I, you, you told me you were discharging him like this. And the doctor doesn't remember, which is pretty strange, if you ask me. Yeah, which, again, I think we can make the inference that, uh, Cole... Did that. do it, yeah. Um, from there, Mulder gets a call from a mysterious new informant. Which is the same informant from the host. So they're basically like, come alone or I'm not giving you any information. Um, and Mulder meets up with the informant and is told that Grissom was performing sleep eradication experiments. And that Cole has not slept for 24 years. Yay. What the fuck? Yay. That sounds alarming. Yeah. So the whole thing is that, like, Grissom was part of this um, study, human experiments, (laughs) uh, whatever you want to call it. and Loosely termed. (laughs) Yeah. um, Torture. I'm not sure. But basically, he was part of this experiment um, in order to, like, they wanted to build a better soldier. And Sleep is the soldier's greatest enemy. Yes, apparently. I'm rolling my eyes into oblivion. And, yeah, they're like, well, if they don't have to sleep, they can be better soldiers. And also, like, basically, like, eliminates their like whole personality like now they are just soldiers yeah like it's just super creepy and i hate it but um Mulder is given like a envelope with the data reports right yep the data reports and also the name of someone that Mulder had thought was dead but actually was in the same tour in in um the marines yeah. By the way, this is uh our informant is X who we meet. 
Yes. Um, he's he's not as nice as Deep Throat, but um, you know, he doesn't want to die like Deep Throat did. So he's right, like, yeah. he was willing to. I'm not. So you're not getting any fucking answers from me. You're getting enough. You're getting plenty. This is helping you more more than it would you would ever even find out about. So yeah, have fun. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I am not holding your hand. Figure it out. What did he like, say? He said the like separating of you and Scully and disbanding the X Files was, was just like, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like the truth is out there, but it's dangerous. Right, bum, and it's bum. basically just like this is more dangerous than it ever has been before and i'm not willing to put my life on one yeah which like i feel like he still is i think to some extent but like he probably isn't going to go as out of his way like i'm sure if Mulder put up the little x on his window he he ain't coming (laughs) if Mulder was like dad i need to talk to you he's like nah sorry i don't know you i I come around when i want to (laughs) yeah Um, but he meets back up with Krychek, who he obviously did not tell where he was going. He Um, mad. He very mad. He's like, I got stood up on our date. You don't do that to me because this is my fucking case. Yeah. But he's like, where were you? And Mulder's like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Um, But also like, why wouldn't he just lie and say that he was like, I know. Why is Mulder such a bad liar? Yeah. It's not that hard. Like, think on your feet. Be like, oh, he's grocery shopping. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't. He was picking up sunflower seeds. Yes. It's getting food for my fish. I was getting more fish. Oh, interesting. Okay. the fish man. Yeah, the fish man. (laughs) He loves fish. Oh, Um, boy. (laughs) But Crytek's like, okay, well, whatever. We gotta go because I just got a report that... I just... I don't know what just happened there, but I just like... Do you ever forget bit. how to swallow? Um, yes. Okay, cool. Good. Everything's totally fine. Um, You're not abnormal. It's just in this house, we have a lot of body failures. True. <laughs> Crycheck's like, we gotta go, because I just found out that someone matching Cole's description was found stealing pills from a drugstore. Um, so they arrive, and... They run up to where the guy is hiding, and then all of a sudden there's gunshots, and there's two officers shot. Can I just say, like, my, I think my mind is going to put X-Files in a very protective bubble where, like, nothing that would happen in real life actually happens in the X-Files. Because I heard that, and I'm like, it's not going to be cold. They're just going to, like, pick up some random tall black man off the oh, street. No. I'm like, oh, no. Okay. That that doesn't happen in X-Files because no. it, it was actually cold. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, my God, I'm worried. Right. Because I, I did not remember. I remembered this episode more towards the end, but at the beginning I was like, um. <laughs> Hello, but yeah, but the cops basically shot each other. Right. So we're like, what is going on here? And then Cole's going on there. Cole is going on there. Yep. Uh, and he jumped out the window afterwards. I guess. Yeah. So it looks like these officers just completely imagined everything, like, and then just shot themselves. Um, 
So Mulder basically is like, I think that Cole is able to control people's minds and that because he hasn't slept in so long, he has these like powers basically. He's been able to like wild explanation. Yeah. He's like he lives like in a world that's like like between reality and dreaming. He's in the black veil. Sure. He's lifted the black veil between worlds. Except not death and alive, just sleeping alive. Yes. So maybe Grey Veil, I don't know. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so Mulder's like I think that's why these officers shot each other. I think that this is why all of this is happening. Yeah. Is because he's able to control people's minds. Yeah. Um, he faxes the documents that he got from X to Scully. Yeah. And she's like, this is, this is wild. Right. But um, this phone call is so, so sad. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it, but it, like, really hurts my little... My little yeah. heart. Because she's basically like, so... Or Mulder's like, I gotta go. And he's like... Or she's like, so how's your new partner working out? And he's like, you know, he needs a better fashion sense. But um, he's more open to extreme beliefs than... And then Scully cuts him off and was like, than I was. And he was like, no, let me finish. Then I thought he would be. And it was just like... Mm. You don't miss me poking holes in your theories. So sad. There's a lot of silence and a lot of pouting. Yeah. And then Mulder's like, I'm surprised I put up with you for so long. In like the like sarcastic, shitty way that Mulder is. And I'm just like, I'm going to cry. But also Scully's face is just like so upset. But like in like a longing way. They are so smitten for each other. Just kiss already please we don't get that for literally years so long why <laughs> chris carter really likes torturing us oh god it's just such a tease i can't i know at Anyways. least like on the cheek or something yeah it's a little little something maybe they could hold hands for five minutes yeah whatever instead of like in a comforting way yeah my notes just go scully and Mulder are sad <laughs> in Good. bold all caps exclamation points and we're we're going to take a break and cry some more. Mm-hmm. Okay, hi, we're back. We're not crying. I'm still crying. On the inside. <laughs> but, so, after that adorable phone call, Mulder and Crycheck track down Sal, who is the uh, person that X gave Mulder, who was like, there actually is one more person that's alive. Yeah. That's not on your list. Um. And Sal is working at a diner, and he sees them and immediately is like, please don't shoot me. Are you going to kill me? I don't. Please don't. And I'm like, oh, God. And Mulder's like, no. Like, we're Why with the FBI. We just want to, like, ask you some questions. Oh, God. Um, they, yeah. they wait for him to get on a break, basically. And I think... They were, it was like voluntary, like the experiment was cloaked in a voluntary manner because they were told that they could basically live two lifetimes. Like they could get so much stuff done if they just like slept less, but I don't think they 
were told what was going to happen or how this was going to happen. Um, right. Yeah, but, I mean, it definitely was mis like misleading at the very least. And yeah, I mean, it also sounds like they just trusted that like these doctors knew what they were doing and were like, okay, like, yeah, like if you're saying that like all of this is going to be ha- like, a, you know, because like I'm sure they were just like, yeah, like no big deal. You're just never going to sleep again. Yeah. But it'll be awesome. Yeah. And like, you know, they just were like, Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Not knowing that it was going to brainwash them into quote unquote perfect soldiers, basically just like killing machines. So, right. They um, like followed directions for a little bit or orders, I should say. Um, but then they decided they didn't want to fucking do that. So the entire squad, and by entire squad, I think I mean what, 13 people, 14 people? Yeah. Um, decided to go AWOL. And this is during the Vietnam War, so they just killed anyone they wanted to. Yeah. Other soldiers, civilians. An entire children. children. What, Um, 300? Yeah. So. Not not. Apparently, (laughs) an unintended consequence, or intended, not sure, is that when people don't have any humanity and they're just soldiers, um, they don't care who they kill. They're just going to kill anyone. Yeah. Because you're taking away the part that is feeling empathy. Um, but how nice. Sal says that um he, although Dr. Grissom was the one that like basically was in charge of it, um Dr. Girardi is yeah. the one that actually did the surgery. Um and also mentions that the 24th anniversary of the school massacre was two days ago. Which would have been when... When Grissom died. When Grissom right? died, and I think also the same day that, um, that Cole got out of yeah. the yeah, 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 mental yeah. hospital. Um, so, obviously, like, because they were like, why now? Like, why would they just do that now? But, yeah. um, obviously... It makes a little bit of sense that it would be the anniversary. Yeah. 24 is a weird it, year. Yeah, it but is. But whatever. Um, they basically are like, okay, we got to find Dr. Giardi. Because um, he's the one that actually, well, not only, they, I don't even think they want to talk to Dr. Giardi, right? They just know that Cole's going to go after him next. Yeah. Um, and so they, Scully tells them that on their car phone, <laughs> on the car phone, well, they're stuck in Long here. Island traffic. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're like, um, what? He lives in Connecticut. She was saying, I think, um, but she was. He's going to be going to New York for Grissom's funeral. Yes, and he's coming in via the Bronx train station. So. Mulder and Krychek rush their butts there. Yeah. Like as soon as they get as soon as they get to that train station, they start running. It's yeah. really funny. <laughs> but um they head to the track that his train should have been on. Right. And they're looking they have a picture of him by the way, um, to know what he would look like. And I think they're also just looking out for Cole too. 
we get a like a snippet of Cole turning his back so they don't see him, but he's at a payphone and he's still like looking yeah. at them. So um, he's up to something, but Mulder thinks he sees Girardi and is like, "Hey, hmm, we need we we need you. Um, someone's after you," and then sees Cole behind him. With a gun. So he's like, yeah. drop your gun. Girardi's freaking out. So pre- Cole shoots Girardi and then shoots Mulder. Yeah. In the crowd, or in the middle of a crowd with a shit ton of people. Yeah. And Mulder just drops on the floor. Yeah, terrifying. Except, <laughs> not really, apparently. Yeah, so then... Cut to Mulder's still on the ground, and Krychek is like, what, are you okay? Like, what just happened? And Mulder, like, jumps up so fast. It's so, so weird. <laughs> um, he's like, oh my god, gotta get, gotta get Cole, gotta go. And, like, Krychek's like, what are you talking about, dude? Um, but, yeah, Krychek's like, you just went crazy and started like shooting into a crowd like what are you doing you're unhinged and Mulder's like I saw I saw Cole and I saw Dr. Giardi and what the hell um Krychek's like yeah no one's seen either of those but I will protect you but you are crazy yeah um but I think he also knows that like there's info that Mulder's not telling him. Right. Yeah. Which he kind of does say. He's like, dude, like, if you want, like, I, I get it that you don't want me to know everything, but, like, I know that you're hiding things from me. So, yeah. um, they go to look at, like, the footage from around that time. And after searching, they find that there is, like, some specific. Some suspicious movement. Um, there's like what a box that was moved. Yeah, and that's in track seventeen, so it's like the uh, restricted area of the train. Yeah. Um, so they rush there to see what's up. Well, Mulder does tell him, Crycheck his theory. Um, I thought he was gonna be like, we have this guy giving us info. But he's like, no, I think Cole is Able controlling like people's vision, basically. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then at least they're like on similar or on the same page before they get to the track. But right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Giardi is basically being held and uh, Cole. This is clearly why they call him Preacher, because he is going on and on about fucking... Oh, Sal said they call him Preacher because he always carried a Bible. He always carries a Bible, yeah, and he's always talking about, like, the end of times and, like... They were going to pay for what they've done, basically. Yeah, so he basically has been saying this even since back then. Um, And now, apparently, he thinks it's his job to make sure it happens. Um, But... So they're in there. He's going on and on about how Giardi, um, 
he like disfigured these soldiers so he's going to be disfigured similar to them and basically like we know it's not reality but brings in a bunch of soldiers that Giardi had worked on yeah. and they all grab like scalpels and stuff and they like cut open his neck and I'm sure they were going to just kill him but uh Mulder got there right in time. Yep. And then except I think I was feeding Porter when this happened. <laughs> oh really? I mean I not, think so. Yeah, nothing like crazy happens but um Mulder comes in, they find Dr. Giardi, and I think his name's Girardi, but yeah. I can't. I said Girardi. I hate that. I, it's hard to say. It's like Gerard Way, but you combine them. Girardi. Yeah. There you go. Okay. We yeah. can do that. Sorry, I've been <laughs> saying it wrong this whole time. Um, I'm not that sorry, though. I actually don't care. It's okay. Um... Anyways, he, the doctor's still alive, and so Mulder's like, okay, get him medical attention. I need to go find Cole. So he finds Cole, but Cole is really high up and, like, right on the edge of the building. So Mulder's like, okay, I missed this whole thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mulder goes up to Cole, and he's like, step back. I, like, don't want to shoot you. I don't want to hurt you. Just step back from the ledge i just want to talk to you and cole is like i'm fucking tired man and i don't want to keep doing this and i just like it's basically just like i just want it to be over like i'm exhausted yeah um Mulder's like i know it's like no you don't know yeah they cut what they cut out a piece of their brain yeah which is mm, not good no no um Mulder just basically wants him to testify against i guess the government, the doctors, I'm not sure. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think Mulder just wants like him to be around so that he can say like what's going on. Yeah, like these um, are the things that they did to us and <laughs> look what it did to me. Right. Look um, at all the people I killed now. <laughs> unfortunately though, Crycheck shows up and Mulder's like, put your gun down, Crycheck, like just leave, like it's fine. And then Cole manipulates Crycheck into thinking that Crycheck or that Cole is holding a gun. Yeah. But it's really his Bible. Yeah. And so Crycheck shoots him. Shoots Cole. And kills and him. And kills him. And this is kind of like nice though, because Mulder knows what just happened. Yeah. And he knows that like Crycheck shouldn't have killed Cole because he actually wasn't a threat but Mulder also knows that like Cole literally made it seem like he had a yeah, gun. Yeah and I also think just wanted to die. Yes I mean yeah that's why yeah. he manipulated it because he's just like I I think that was like what he was saying when he's like I'm tired I don't want to keep doing this anymore like I can only imagine yeah like having PTSD must be hard enough, but like not being able to even like ever sleep. Right. So it's just like all you think about. Like that sounds like actual torture. Yeah. Um But Krychek's like, I like I had to do it because like he was gonna shoot you and like Mulder's like, I'm not gonna tell you. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, you did the right thing. Like 
Which was kind of him. Yeah. I think he knows because, like, Crytek's, like, a brand new agent and... I don't know. Kazebo! Well. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I... We cut to Mulder and Scully. Yeah. And Scully's like, someone stole files out of my computer. Like, I went to my office, it was fucking ransacked, like, all the files are gone now, and the files are also missing from Mulder's computer. But we don't know who did it until literally the next fucking scene. Right. Um, Crycheck fucking seconds, did it. Five we are really lost. Um, yeah, and Scully's basically like, we can't testify, we can't, that's all of our evidence, and the only other person that could have testified would be... Cole and he's, he's now dead. dead. Yeah. Although did Sal Sal made it, and technically Doctor Girardi Girardi is also alive. Yeah, I don't know. So, and I think that one of the cops that the two cops they that said shot he was in a coma. Other, they're in a coma, so like they could maybe a test, but not anytime soon. No, I mean like... yeah, he might get out of it, but either way, they're. They really needed that file. Yeah. And it's gone. And then we learn that little baby Crycheck is actually little evil baby Crycheck. He's working with motherfucking cigarette smoking man. I mean, we knew this. I, I know. But it's but so disheartening. It's... I know. Mm. <sighs> Stupid big idiot. Um, yeah, so Krychek's talking to Smoking Man, and it's just, like, planning all of the ways that they're gonna destroy Mulder and Scully, and he's like, hold on. Peek into our Patreon episode that we just put out this week on the Bohemian Grove. Cigarette Smoking Man is definitely fucking part of the Bohemian Club. Oh, absolutely. He runs the Bohemian Club. He's the yep. fucking president. Absolutely. <laughs> That's who it is. That's Him and so Mandy Moore. Him and Mandy Moore. Shut up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Mandy tune in Moore for a good is time. the anti-Bohemian Grove. Okay, she would never do that to us. What's the opposite of Bohemian? Athletic. Um, Group. I think the opposite of Bohemian know. is technically the people that are actually part of Bohemian Grove. Okay, true. Just like the richest people in the whole world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Crycheck is like separating Mulder and Scully has just made them stronger. Their love is just so strong. It's radiating. It's impenetrable. Yeah. So I don't know what we're going to have to do. I think. This part- motherfucker goes, every problem has a solution. Puts out cigarette. Nasty boy. What if part of Krychek's plan is to get Mulder to fall in love with him instead of Scully? I mean, probably. And he's like, apparently. And probably all those fanfics happen that way. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have anything fun? No, I did not I don't find either. anything. But I do want to just, like, reiterate, like, what a good episode this, this season's is. fucking sick. I... Oh, I, I love it. It's I found so one thing. Good. So apparently in the original script, X was consistently referred to as a woman. Yeah. Which would have been fucking sick. 
Oh, yeah. But also, I think thinking about it, cigarette smoking man and like all, he would not be buddy buddy with a woman. No. So like probably, I don't want to say the right choice. I am rolling my eyes completely, but the realistic yeah, choice. Yeah, I think so they like ultimately, because they, they cast a woman for it and everything and ultimately like let her go because they said that she didn't have the right chemistry between the co-stars, which I can totally like yeah, that's see fine. that like. It's fair. It wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't feel realistic for Smoking Man to, like, trust and, like. There are no women around him. Yeah, no. (laughs) Nope. So, I think that makes sense. Progressive by him allowing a black person in there, though. Oh, yeah. Good on him, I guess. God, he's such an asshole. I can't stand him, but I, this episode was so good. Yeah, this season's fucking sick. And we have fucking cry check now. Get a little I know. Bit, like up until now, it's just been like, you know, your standard like, oh sure, they're trying to defund the X Files again. Okay, shut it down. But like, this is the first episode where we're like, we have conflict, like drama, drama. We have a beautiful little baby agent who is actually evil. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, next week. <laughs> I went, sorry, I just, um, I went to look up Crycheck, and the first thing that pops up is Crycheck Mulder kiss. <laughs> Do they actually kiss? No. Yes. Wait, when? Please show me. I don't know. Hold on. You guys have to pay for the Patreon if, you're, if I'm getting this. <laughs> Um, we'll put the picture on the Patreon. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive. Okay. Hold um, on. one thing I really want us to do on Patreon is to read snippets of X Files fan fiction. Oh my god, I would love and have to. us react to it. I would love it. I, would, I think we should do. Cause... That'd be so funny. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Okay, guys, for as little as three dollars a month, you can hear Julia and I read x-files fanfic, oh god okay? i don't want to say some of those words that would come up on those oh god we're doing it uh yeah so come on get on there three dollars <laughs> a month amazing nothing okay Let's... our next episode is Dwayne berry um hmm. yeah episode five so Mulder becomes involved in a hostage situation with an escaped psychiatric patient who claims to be terrified of frequent alien abductions. It's mythology episode, not Monster of the Week. Sorry. It said part one of two, and I was like, what does it mean, part one of two? <laughs> but if it's mythology, that makes a lot more sense of it yep. being one out of two. So, hooray. This is a juicy one. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but either way, you guys should... Review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts and rate us, please. Rate and also subscribe to our Patreon. Check out the merch that we have. I finally found my UFO party shirt. Yay! Ooh, so I, can, I do want to work on some more. I have gotten significantly better at drawing on my iPad. So, um, Julia is just also very busy all the time. I and I have no talent. As far as designing merch and also don't know how to edit. So I 
just want to give a shout out to Aww. Julia for really holding Thanks. this fucking fort together. Thanks. Thanks. Baby. Yeah, because I have my terms this week and I want to die. <laughs> I know. All right. That's it from us, though. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.